Religiosanity, episode 24. 24, yes. A little different today, we have a listener question. He probably wants to remain anonymous, so let's just ask the question that he yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. asked. And then if anybody really does have any questions... Uh, we are happy to how, and how, how work should, with that. How should they pose them to us? I think that by sending it, uh, I, I think that there is a possibility of uh, putting, making comments, uh, making the, comments and we, we are paying attention. Yes. Until now, we had just comments that if we want more clicks, yeah. uh, we should register with some kind of a funny service and pay for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, that's, uh, those were the only two, I think, yeah. uh, comments we received uh, until now. But we, we pay attention to who is listening, where are those who are listening, and, and, and so on. Yes. Uh, but uh, if you have questions, that's one way of reaching us yes. uh, through comments. The other would be to reach us at the Radgers Presbyterian Church. Right. And, uh, uh, I'm pastor. Church.org? Is that what it is? Rutgers Church? RutgersChurch.org, yes. yes. And uh, there'll be a link to my email, uh, astahlik uh, at RutgersChurch.org. And, um, you know, you can send me or. And you could also write complaint letters there. Uh, <laughs> sure, if you <laughs> think so. But bring on your question. Yes. The question is very, very simple. What did Jesus mean by the kingdom of of God. That is certainly a very prominent part of Jesus' message. Mm. If you read the synoptical Gospels, you will recognize that the message of Kingdom of God uh, is right in the center. So it is an important question. Uh, you also need to understand that in Gospel of Mark and in Gospel of Luke, it is Kingdom of God, while in Gospel of Matthew, it is uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, for clear, obvious reasons, Matthew is m most affiliated with um, Jewish feelings, and uh, within the Jewish ethos, the, they are not going to name God. Oh. Okay, and so that's the reason he is using this elliptical description, Kingdom of Heaven. But it is the same. It, it, there is a very, very strong uh, understanding among the scholars that it means the same. It's only his way of talking about it. So it is the center of the message of Jesus. He is bringing the message of the kingdom of God. And um, I, I think that it is relatively simple. You know, they are living in a world which is highly unjust. Uh, people of God in, in Palestine uh, and Galilee uh, are under occupation the regular small people are being pressed more and more by uh, financial hardships, we would describe it. The farmers are uh, uh, driven from their farmland. Small farmers from their small farms are being pushed out financially. You know, they are getting into debt. They are using the land as collateral. 
they are dis dispossessed because they cannot pay and they are becoming uh, hired hands sometimes even going even further to, to the point of selling themselves to slavery say so that they can repay the debts uh, and so on and so forth and you know if you read in between the lines or if you read the stories uh, in the bible in the new testament with this understanding you recognize it so this is the setting into which uh, jesus is coming with this message of kingdom of god and then you need to understand that in um, uh, Torah, that's uh, five books of Moses, the vision of God for the human society is described completely differently. Mm -hmm. And uh, like the f th there is this year of Jubilee, for instance, described where the people are returning back to their land even though if that that was sold they they are returning back mm -hmm. uh, the debts are forgiven uh, and so on and so forth and they understand that to be divine ordinance that's the decree coming from God it's in Torah and this is how God wants uh, human society to function and um, as such, you can call it uh, that this is uh, the kingdom of God. This is how God would like to have the rule uh, over the people uh, to be. And of course, then you have here this big discrepancy between uh, how the human kings are ruling and how we hear uh, in Torah and especially in those more socially sensitive uh, areas of Torah, uh, how God envisions uh, human society functioning. And so that is really where it uh, very disanchored. <coughs> there is, for instance, uh, this strict uh, rule that you should not take a code as a collateral because that person would not have any blanket uh, for the night for instance that's uh, and 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 so on and so forth you know so this is the uh, very that message about the kingdom of god and kingdom of emperors from rome say you know or even the local uh, local kings who were like administrators more, you know, or uh, what would be the word for it? Uh, you have the main king vassals, mm. you know, local vassal king, two emperors like Herod's uh, and his sons, you know, Herod the Great and his sons. Uh, that there is clear discrepancy, you know, uh, in between uh, the vision of gentle and considerate uh, human society in in the Old Testament in the Hebrew Bible, and then how they saw it and experienced that on their own. So that would be my first understanding of why Jesus is bringing this uh, message of kingdom of God and it was a revolutionary message 
because uh, you know everyone understood that he means uh, more equitable, mm. uh, more friendly, more just uh, society where everyone was treated equally and justly. And for instance, uh, one of the problems even of well-functioning administrative empire like Roman Empire was, they just did not care about some peasants in Galilee, but uh, from, from the Torah they knew that they and and from from the prophets and from the writings even though writings are being kind of established at this time uh, they they knew that they are known by name by god so they were not just numbers they were not just bolts in the big machine or someone who can be mistreated easily because has no voice or has no standing in front of the magistrates uh, and so that's the other layer of this uh, kingdom of God or kingdom of heaven uh, dimension uh, th that we all matter to God and Romans might not know you by name but God does mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you are not just a number or difficult peasant uh, for God. Uh, so yeah, th th this is that message behind it and very, very radical and provocative, I would say. Why does it seem like he's saying often that you need to do something to see the kingdom of God, right? Or, or, or that it's but that it's upon us. Yeah, yeah, uh, because it is participatory kingdom of God. Simply by taking seriously those, uh, that vision from the Hebrew Bible, and especially from Torah, if you, if you take it seriously, if you start living it out, you are becoming part of that kingdom of God. That is uh, that synchronistic kingdom of God which is coming into our times and you can participate in it. Of course, its full form is being expected. It's that eschatological hope, uh, hope of coming of the God's Messiah, God's um, King, really, who would put it in place fully and, and as intended. That is also the function of, uh, of, of the future, eschatology, in uh, the, the hope and aspiration. But already you can, it's upon us, you, you, you know, it, we are entering it if we take divine rule seriously. And by creating um, communities which are taking divine rule seriously. Uh, and so, you, you know, that, that, is, that would be my understanding of, of, of the center of the message. Uh, you know, it, it, it has a social dimension. 
it has psychological dimension and it has theological dimension because it is in the best sense of that word a theocracy you know where the god rules and and everyone else is aware of uh, their uh, limitations mm. and mm. Y you know without knowing or having the framework of democracy say the back then this this would be the closest to mm. what we normally associate with democracy you know the rulers are here to rule we need uh, government <laughs> Mm -hmm. But the government is uh, is under higher authority, mm -hmm. you know, and no single president is there forever, for instance, or prime minister, or you know whichever democratic system you use, whether presidential or parliamentary, um, uh, and and we all know about our fallibility, you know, our limitations. And, and that is also why we have this. And, and within that frame, then you can understand also the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God is that ideal above it all. But what about this? Mm -hmm. Luke 18, verse 25. I'm not a walking encyclopedia or whatever, so you have to read to me. What Are you it is. kidding me? Wow, I really yeah. thought yeah. you were. Indeed, it is easier for a camel mm -hmm. to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich mm -hmm. to enter the kingdom of God. So, what, based on what you've just been saying, mm -hmm. it just why is it? Why would he say it's so hard for a rich person to to enter into that thing you're saying that seems to be something you know? Because they are easy for rich people uh, to do. No, because they are so invested in the current status quo that they don't want to participate in 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 that vision for for the society which God paints. If, if you are owning the uh, promissory notes for, for people and, and everything is based upon it, uh, you know, it's, it's almost impossible that they would for, forget all about it and, and enter the kingdom of God, you know, the go through the year of Jubilee, say. It's, it's not going to happen. It's like expecting that... Um, you know, the rich people will uh, put on themselves and higher taxes, you know, which they should, uh, while the poor people should not be taxed at all, for instance, even though they are, because they are paying taxes for the consumer goods, for instance, and, and that is a very unjust way of taxation. So uh, that, 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 that's the similar situation. You know, it is unlikely. It's not that it is impossible mm -hmm. or uh, right. uh, it, is, it is unlikely that they would do it. Uh, of course, there are exemptions. And, and generally, people understand that, uh, you, you know, it's, uh, there are some, some rich people who, who go along and they are millionaires and billionaires who, who are saying that this uh, uh, unjust distribution of wealth in our society and around the world is, is not good. Are they, are they 
getting on the camel and going through the eye of the needle? Uh, of course, that's, that's uh, like a hyperbolic expression, let me explain, you know, and that's also what makes it uh, memorable and that's one of the sayings which therefore is, uh, um, is well remembered and everyone knows that, yeah. you know, simply because it's absurdity. And um, so the rich are trying to b build big needles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, there are, of course, you know, I, I, I'm now kind of drawing from the memory banks here, the, the, like uh, what different commentaries are mentioning. Of course, there were so many different ways of uh, of explaining it, like saying. Uh, that uh, one of the gates in Jerusalem was uh, relatively small and so was called a needle. <laughs> Uh, but and uh, that small gate, uh, of, of course, uh, it was not easy for a camel to go through yeah, it. But but you, could. but you could, for instance, that's one of the uh, kind of uh, d diversionary explanations you can come up with, and 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 so on and so forth. You know, or that camel was a name for an extra thick cord. You know, uh, for instance, and therefore uh, it, <laughs> it is not that uh, unheard of of actually getting a thicker cord through the uh, eye of a needle, especially if it is a larger needle like they had back then, and so on and so forth. There, there were rationalizations going yeah. through and through, but here it is more like an um, uh, it's it's. It's hyperbolic expression, as I said, and partly it also has um, symbolical meaning mm -hmm. because you need to understand that uh, trains of camels, their uh, how they envision an international trade back then, mm -hmm. and that was the vehicle of wealth and trade, oh. camels. Mm -hmm. in Middle East. Mm -hmm. You know, by this time, long distance was done either by ships on Mediterranean Sea, sailing boats, sailboats, big, big ships, uh, cargo ships, and we know a lot about it, or overland. It would be, especially in this part of the world, uh, by trains of camels. Wow. Uh, tens or hundreds of camels wow. carrying goods. That was the primary movers of wealth mm -hmm. I see. Uh, in, in the time. And so that's probably why Jesus used this for this, uh, uh, f for, for this image, uh, no, I have to for tell this you, metaphor. I have to tell you that Michael Moore, mm -hmm. who I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know, mm -hmm. He was on Larry King Live about 25 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. And they, he was talking about his Catholicism. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned this passage, and he admitted to Larry King that he, as a rich man, because of this passage, he mm. believes it, he believes that he will not be getting into heaven because mm -hmm. he considered the kingdom of God heaven. He, he, mm -hmm, he, mm -hmm, he, mm -hmm. he basically translated this passage as, because I'm rich, I can't get into heaven. And it literally 
bothers him and it, he loses sleep over it. He's trying to figure mm-hmm. out how mm-hmm. because that's the way he believes. Michael Moore. But I think there are a lot of people that interpret kingdom of God as heaven. Uh, heaven like uh, after, afterlife. Uh, b- b- blessed afterlife. That's Let right. us put it that way. That's uh, right. Yes, I, I, I'm aware of it, and I don't think that that is what it originally meant. Yeah, and if you read uh, these passages, it can't, it can't mean that. Uh, and especially, it's upon us. I mean, how, I mean, how could it be? And especially, you, you know, if you know the context, if you know that this is an influence of a long history of medieval Christianity, I would say, uh, which which tries to project. Uh, whatever of good ethics and other things there was uh, mm-hmm. to, to to project it into the, the time after life. I see. Th- this is this is a medieval projection. Uh-huh. Okay, this is a medieval projection of what was originally intended for our life, uh-huh. as an hope and aspiration was projected into afterlife. Mm-hmm. And um, and and instead of making life in this world livable, was just saying just postpone it and and have hope. Yeah. And and I think it is very unfair and especially unfair to to those who, who struggle. Yeah. Y- you know, th- and uh, Karl Marx in this respect was absolutely right in calling it an opiate. Right. Of, of, opiate, uh, f- o- opiate for the people. Yeah, or masses. Yeah. You yeah. know, he, I think that he used the word masses. So uh, opiate of the masses. Uh, it was uh, painkiller. Yeah. You know, this hope of happy afterlife. You, you, you need to endure the hardships of these days. Uh, and if you endure them faithfully, then you will receive your reward in afterlife. Mm-hmm. This is what he called opiate of the masses. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can immediately recognize that from any point of ethics, earthly ethics, it is, it is wrong to promise people something, uh, pie in the sky, the kind of way, rather than addressing the hardships they have here especially if they are addressable if if you can fix them then saying don't fix it be faithful and be kind and docile and so on is just a very very bad uh, ethics and very very bad uh, politics and in that respect I think that uh, any true and good theologian would agree here in this with Karl Marx because th- that's just not what Christianity is supposed to be. So uh, here we go with, <laughs> uh, with this kingdom of heaven. Just don't use it as, as a promise of a happy afterlife. Uh, if it leads, like Michael Moore, in being more socially aware and sensitive and so on, I th- still think he is misled yeah. or uh, but but uh, at least he is not using it in wrong way he is using it for yeah. for himself being better but it's basically like believing in damnation then believing that he will be punished simply he because give away all his money 
and and it's more complex and i think that simply by what he uh, what he did and what he does uh, of pointing out uh, injustices in the world and and so on uh, he is actually participating already in the kingdom of god i think you should tell yeah, him this yeah, you know. so he can rest <laughs> but this is yeah. another wait just one more one mm -hmm. more passage this is matthew 12:28 mhm but if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Mm -hmm. What do you want to I, do? <laughs> this is odd. No, for, for them. Uh, if it is that I do this, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Yeah, this has much yeah, more it's, of a it's, mystical it's, sense here. No, it's 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 the presence of the kingdom of harmony. You know, and it is not only, of course, I I put that uh, for us earlier uh, from the perspective of economic justice, mm -hmm. but you can view it also from the perspective of uh, say uh, health services or health justice. And and that would be the situation here, mm. uh, that uh, uh, that it is a state of harmony. Mm. Also, it it has uh, economic or political dimension, but it has a dimension of uh, treating people as as humanely as we can. Mm. And, uh, for instance, seeing in those who are uh, mentally ill, say, you know, because that's the closest we can kind of get into description of uh, being possessed by demons. Uh, I'm now demythologizing it, mm -hmm. okay? So, um, that you treat them humanely. You recognize their sh our shared humanity in them. Uh, very often, uh, you know, people would say, "Oh, they believed in demons," and and so on and so forth. Uh, how how ridiculous it is, you know, how backward. And uh, yes, we have different ways of looking at uh, mental illnesses and so on. But within the context of that uh, time, for instance, it had some very progressive. Uh, uh, progressive impulses in it when you think about it so for instance by seeing a mental illness as a possession by demon you are making distinction in between the person and his or her illness mm. so you are not saying that person is bad because has uh, you know uh, hallucinations uh, or is behaving badly, uh, but uh, you are saying that person is good, but is possessed by something outside of him or her, which is driving him or her into self-destructive behavior. I think that we talked about it mm -hmm. when we were talking about one of those uh, parables from the Gospel of Mark in, in mm -hmm. our uh, uh, podcast Bible class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, so here you here you go. Uh, you, you know. So th and that is part of that uh, that uh, 
the kingdom of God. And I mentioned that uh, indirectly there uh, by talking about the psychological aspects of it, that people are known to God by name. They are known thoroughly. They are not just uh, a number uh, of subjects somewhere. Uh, that God can treat them uh, individually and uh, with, with respect. Mm -hmm. Uh, that that people are treated with respect, and this is part of it. I think, y you know, uh, they are being respected as they are, and if they are full of anger, if they are acting out uh, badly because they were put into unbearable situations, say, and so on, um, that's the demon. Mm -hmm. You know, demons are not necessarily the uh, invisible <laughs> uh, substances running amok among us, but they they are these structural uh, evils which are around us and we sometimes participate in. And uh, that, that's their way of talking about it. Now we have slightly different language about it. But, uh, and of course, in that situation, getting rid of these uh, nightmares in, in people's lives is actually bringing closer again that, that rule of God among people. Uh, where we treat each other with respect. Mm -hmm. And it is not simply by throwing them under the bus, uh, simply because we have difficulties understanding them or they mm -hmm. behave differently and, 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 and so on. And that, that we try to help them and we try to help them in a way that they can understand. And that brings to me like a story of a homeless uh, lady here by our church whom we are trying to constantly persuade mm -hmm. to take seriously I of, uh, our offer to, to get her into an apartment which we more or less have in, out in standing and mm -hmm. she would not accept that because she has delusions mm -hmm. and, and, and has... Uh, mental problems and who knows what she went through in shelters and elsewhere you, you know that might be also part of her hesitancy of, of going to places where she would not be fully in control or she thinks that she is right now out in the wild on the street and uh, so this is this is that uh, kind of situation uh, and yes, in the time of Jesus, uh, that would be said, she is possessed by a demon, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and we can uh, understand those demons even, you know, or, mm -hmm. you know, within that context, it will be a demon of abuse. Who knows mm -hmm. what kind of abuse, that there is no substance abuse, we know. But what kind of abuse she was exposed to, you know, and, and the, the pressure of our society and a big city and, and, and maybe some neurological mental illness underlying it all is clearly there. Uh, so in, in our time, we diagnosed that this way. In back then, in Jesus' time, it was diagnosed uh, 
through the language of demons. Mm -hmm. But, you know, driving those demons out or helping her to get over her mental illness, like in our today's language, is bringing the harmony to the society. And short of being fully successful, at least treating each other with respect and with understanding is, is part of that kingdom. Beautiful. And a beautiful way to end, or as Lenny Kravitz said, let love rule. Yeah. Thank you. Until next time.